Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. You know, just hearing the word divorce kind of conjures up some feeling of pain because we've all seen it. We've all um, seen the effects of divorce. And today we're going to be talking about how you can avoid divorce. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, and today we're returning to a conversation that Jim Daly had with counselor Dr. David Clark, and they talked about um, how to deal with an indifferent spouse in a God-honoring way. Uh, They touched on Matthew chapter 18 and also had previously addressed stages of confrontation and shunning. That next step after that shunning phase would be a separation. I've had marriage experts sit here, John, and say we need actually a bit more separation in marriage to make people appreciate what they have. I don't know that that is the right thing, but talk about the effect and the good outcome of separation. Well, this is the last stage of Matthew 18. You don't want to go there, but God says now this is next. If we have someone who doesn't respond to shunning, Okay, now you're going to circle the wagons. You're going to get financially ready. You're going to make sure your kids are ready. You got your support team in operation, got your church on board. And now you're going to, you may have to get a job, get retrained. You're going to have to Mm -hmm. see an attorney. All these things are important now for the separation. It's a big deal, but you know what? That's to protect you and your kids. That's what it's really about now. Plus, it's the last gasp of a chance for this incredible sinner. I'm not going to live with you. I'm not going to allow you to destroy me and destroy our kids. Maybe our grandkids. I'm I'm done with that. That's a very strong message. Now, if he wants you back, he's going to have to get you back. Yeah, and that, again, the goal is all good. It's just tough getting there. Right. This and, this uh, is I've seen this save many marriages because even these guys that are really sinning, there's a chance with these series of progressive steps, more and more intense. Of course, that's what the Bible is. The Bible, it's the word of God. It works, can turn this kind of person around. And if it doesn't, you follow the Bible. And they're done. They're gone. Let's move to the third category, as you described the three marriage types, two of which I just gave. The third one is where that spouse does something so egregious, really the unpardonable sin. Uh, maybe it was an affair. Let's assume that. Uh, let's put it in the in the opposite order this time. Let's say a wife, a woman has the affair in this case. Yeah. Uh, what did the dynamics of that look like? I'm sitting with a couple, and if that's the case... And let's say they're both sitting there. Then I turn to the woman, and of course I'm reading, I'm reading repentance. Are you sorry? When a favor is revealed and you know your partner knows, this lady knows her husband's nose, if she doesn't stop it and doesn't break apart and fall to her knees begging for forgiveness, how could I? Serious problem. So if I'm reading that, mm, we're going to have to go to the tough love step sooner than I'd like to. If we have repentance, that's one thing. But I, I'm very clear on this, and a lot of Christians get this messed up, and they're, not re- they're reading the same Bible, but they're, they're misreading it. That sin is completely that woman's fault, 100%. Not 98 even, 100. If I choose to sin, I sin. The Bible's very clear on that. I can't blame anybody else. So if I'll, I'll ask her, are you owning 100% of this? Is there brokenness? Here, and here's a series of steps. And the first steps are, of course, you stop the affair completely. You make a phone call. You make a text. I'm done. I'm out. You break off any contact with that person, right? Stinking now. And if you don't, I'm not seeing you again. I'll I'll see your husband and we'll do some tough love things, but I'm done with you. That's just what Jesus would say. Okay. I'm telling you on the authority of scripture to stop the sin. There's no process of stopping sin. You just stop it in in that context. Mm. We'll do the healing along the way, but stop it. And then we're going to focus on the affair. We're going to focus on the sin. That's the first phase, first two or three months. Nothing but what you did wrong. 
I don't want to hear about the marriage. We're not doing that right now, that second phase. You'll stop it, and you'll help your husband heal from this terrible thing you've done. You will tell the entire truth about the affair verbally as well as you'll write it out. I have them write out the narrative of the affair. might be 25 pages long if it was a two-year affair. It might be four or five pages, but I want the truth, not the gory details of the sex or the physical part, but uh, everything else. And that is a power. As someone who will do that, that's someone who's repentant. So I'm testing that right away. But when they actually read it in my office, wow, God uses those moments of confession. Plus, the other person can't heal unless they know the truth. Mm. I'm sorry I had the affair. We'll keep it general. Gosh, I'm so sorry. Would you forgive me? That doesn't cut it. There's no marital change. There can be nothing. What I say is if there's true repentance and recovery uh, with both of them, then that, that's the core. They're getting reconnected even as we go through those steps. And the person has to heal and forgive. Now, the other partner verbalizes questions and awful pain, and, and there's a number of conversations directly on point about the adultery. And then that person writes what I call the document of response. You can see how popular this approach is uh, initially, because yeah. people go, you've got to be out of your mind. My pastor or some well-meaning other book says, no, you don't do this. You just kind of forgive and move on. I say, don't do that. I'm telling you, it never works. This is the marriage work right now. We're not getting to the nuts and bolts of that, but now we're healing from what you did wrong. He writes back, how could you do this? And reads that in my office. And that's, that's getting them reconnected. And we're getting past the sin. Based on that foundation now, we can rebuild the marriage. That'll be the easy part. Actually, yeah, I mean, this is hard, but it sounds right. It sounds good. And you're saying because it's based on scripture. So that's what I'd say. I never recommend divorce. God will guide you. But if people will actually think and pray about it, and and I'll say, I know you'll do what God will tell you to do. And most Christian ladies and men will take a week, make it a matter of prayer. Greg, from your perspective, um, what do you think? What do you say to a couple in trouble, maybe from infidelity or other serious matters, about, okay, we want you to trust God no matter what happens in the coming days? Yeah, it's so important to step back in the midst of all that heartache, all that pain, that frustration, hoping that your marriage is going to turn around and to remember that, one, God will always be there with you that he is never going to leave you, that you will not be alone, and to rest in that truth, that God is going to sustain you. What feels like exhaustion, what feels insurmountable, that God is your source. So go to God, pray, Lord, fill me up, give me enough manna, give me enough you know, today just to keep walking this out, even yeah. though I'm not sure where this is going to go. We have a God who is such an amazing comforter. And who knows what that'll look like? That might be through someone's kind word. It could be something that you see on social media that just that just lifts your spirit. There's also a reality that God's going to use this time to to grow you. I mean, He has a plan for your life. In in whatever is going on, trust in that reality, trust in that truth that, that God is there and that he's going to sustain you and grow you through this time. Mm -hmm. The biggest battle that you'll face as you're waiting to see what is going to happen with my marriage, um, I encourage couples to, individuals to wait well. How do I wait well? Really what that means is taking great care of my heart, taking great care of me, great self-care emotionally, physically, spiritually, intellectually, but also surrounding myself with people who are going to support me while I wait. 
there, I mean, God is in the, the business of miracles. So you just never know what God is going to do in your spouse's heart, in your heart, and in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And so it's exciting. It's an exciting time to to wait and see what God is doing. I don't know that many couples that are in it are going, this is super exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of, <laughs> of a different descriptor. Like, it's really horrifically painful. It's painful. Yeah. It is. But there's also an opportunity here huh. of what is God going to do in my life? What is God going to do in my spouse's life? And what is God going to do in this marriage? Surround yourself with godly same-sex friends who are going to enter into this battle with you. Yeah, yeah. And they're for you and they're for the marriage. I had a friend who was struggling and um, I just said, I'm there for you. And I, he was open with me. And he, he sent me a text later and said, thanks for, for joining me and fighting for my marriage. And I said, "Yeah, that's that's what I'm here for. I don't want to see anybody go down. I hate it. Yeah. But I and I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, a counselor. I'm just a friend who cares, who can listen and pray. Awesome. But that's all that so many of us need anyway, right? Yeah. So it's it's true. And I love I love how Doctor Clark says at times we need to wake up the sinner. Yeah. And in other words, don't keep doing the same old, same old. Yes. You don't know, enable. Pray for the yeah. courage to go." What we've been doing for X number of years, it's not working. So maybe that looks like, hey, we're going to go in and get help. I may need to go through a season of separation to where we are apart, but yet working towards reconciliation, getting the the help that we need. But we can't stay doing the same old thing and expect different results. Yeah, and let's let's go ahead and talk about Hope Restored right here, because I want to end with, um, indeed, hope for the listener that a miracle can happen. Uh, Hope Restored is focused on the family's marriage intensives, and we have several locations, and it's a it's a fantastic effort to save marriages with some phenomenal results, right? Absolutely phenomenal results. Greg and I were there at the beginning of the program, what, 18 years ago? Yeah, you and were fundamental in building it yes, all. Yes, we've gotten to see it unfold over the years, and God is still using it to do miracles of restoration, both in individuals and in marriages. So it's an awesome opportunity. 82% of the couples are walking away and experiencing long-term satisfying marriages. That's a that's a really positive statistic. Yeah, that's two years after they've gone through the program. They're yes. saying 80, 80, 80 plus percent yes. are saying we are happily married and yes. we're still together. So that is tremendous in terms of the kind of uh, miracle that God can do if you're willing to take a few steps. Um, go ahead and learn more about Hope Restored when you call us or hit our website. We've got a lot of details there about it. And, of course, we do recommend Dr. Clark's book, I Don't Want a Divorce. Uh, That is an exceptional resource, and uh, it's our gift to you for a gift, if you can, of any amount to focus on the family. Um, Jim Daly has often said, if you can't afford a gift, let us know, and we'll still send you the book. Uh, We want that book in your hands. Uh, We do have donors who can cover the costs. They'll give above and beyond to make sure that uh, people in need that can't afford something like this book will get it. So please uh, let us know how we can help you. All the contact information, details about these and other great resources are available in the show notes. We'll have Dr. Clark on again next time. And until then... Uh, this request, please leave this podcast a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're uh, getting your feed, and then uh, be sure to tell a friend to listen in. I'm John Fuller. Thanks so much for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.